What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good morning. That was a good one. That was a that good one. That was a good, good morning. We were in synchronicity. Synchronicity. I just realized how human my hair looks. How human your hair looks? As if it would look like a wolf or how humid? Humid. Human? Does your hair look human today? <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, you guys. So let's get this party started, shall we? We shall. We have questions from you guys. And do we have any housekeep? There is one spot left, right? Is there still one spot left or no? One spot left. There's one spot left in the Platinum House still. For ENS Live. For ENS Live coming up in a few weeks. That's, and there's like three people biting at it. So if you have interest, fantastic. Let us know by sending a private message. Um, yeah. And I'm excited for that. And everybody's going. And if you're not, you're going to get FOMO. I'm just saying. Yes, you will. <laughs> okay. On to your questions. Okie dokie. Who are we starting with? Lisa Ralph from Bristol, United Kingdom. The UK. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Lisa, you've been crushing it in the raw. Um, what do you both do to get yourself uncomfortable regularly? I feel like we were like legit talking about this in the inner circle last night. Lots of things. You go. Firstly, why is it important to get yourself uncomfortable regularly? I mean, you don't even need to get yourself uncomfortable. The world will make you uncomfortable already. Does a really great job at that. And... Uh, we were listening to something this morning and <laughs> was like, life is hard because it is life. Our expectation, first of all, let's start with the expectation. If you have an expectation that life should be easy and that every day should be easy or that, you know, any goal you want to accomplish should be easy, you're already setting yourself up for disappointment because life as a human is not easy. I don't know any other species. I am not. But as a human being, life is hard. So the sooner we can accept that, the better off we are immediately. So now, if we're talking about, okay, well, how do I get more comfortable in the discomfort of life's difficulties? By intentionally putting myself in uncomfortable scenarios. Nothing that you do for the first time, you are the best at. Even if you have a natural God-given ability, mm -hmm. you still, it takes you longer, you're slower, you've got to think a lot harder to do it. it, like you make more mistakes, you're more hesitant. When you first learn how to drive a car, you're going like grandma, well, I can't say grandma speed. When I'm a grandma, I'm probably going to be speeding. <laughs> like I could go at any moment. I'm going to get <laughs> to where I need to go as fast as possible. There was a stand-up actually one time, a guy named Nick Swartzen. <laughs> He's like, oh man, how'd your grandma die? Dude, she flipped her vet, <laughs> like her Corvette. <laughs> that would be me. Okay. But anyways, Except you wouldn't be I driving went, a Corvette. I went so far on a rabbit trail just now, but it was great. I hope it's entertaining. Um, but when you first learn how to drive a car, you're going so, you're, you're paying attention to everything. You look in the mirror 1,600 times before you back up even half an inch. Is there a kid behind the car? Is there a cat under the car? Are, are my blinkers working? Are they on? Are the light? How do I turn the lights? Where, 
where's the, what happens if I press this pedal? Like you're looking at everything and it's like paralyzing. And then when you start driving, like it takes you so long to get to the destination because you haven't done it before. Then you get in your car like a year later and you're like eating a hamburger, doing your makeup, driving with your knee, shaving. I don't know how you're doing that, but like you're doing a thousand other things at the same time and it's no big deal. And so if we can put ourselves in the, the beginning stages uh, or the beginning feeling of something more and more, then whenever we are in that like difficult stage, it's very familiar and we are much more okay with things that are familiar, right? So you don't just become familiar with the new activity. There's no way something new that you're doing could be familiar if it's new. But what you become familiar with is the difficulty of starting something new mm. or the difficulty of an uncomfortable situation Okay, or so discomfort itself. Why don't you share with them how do you get yourself uncomfortable yes. regularly? Okay. Great question. <laughs> Preacher. Back to the question. Well, I think it's important to tie it is, in like it is. why. It was, it was great. It was great. And I'm hilarious. Yeah. Um, okay. I do this often in a workout. This is like the best scenario that I can think of is today. I gamify everything I'm learning. Um, and today, in, just today in my workout, I was literally thinking that the time cap for the workout was 15 minutes and I was at regionals and I was on the floor and at 15 minutes hit and I was like, fuck all you guys. I'm finishing this workout. What was your time? 18 something. That's awesome. But in my mind, I was saying, okay, the message I will share with the entire audience is that it's not about you having the fastest time or lifting the most amount of weight or being the best, whatever it is about finishing the job that you started. And so I was like pretending I was on the regionals floor and the time cap hit. And I was telling everybody, if I'm not done in a minute, I'll kick myself off the floor. <laughs> Just kept going. And I was like, the whole time I was like, yes, I'm going to get more buzz. People are upset that I'm taking up time right now and I'm on the floor, but that means a lot of people are watching. And when I can share the message of finish the job that you started, People will be inspired and not upset that I took up three and a half more minutes on the floor. And in that moment, I said, all eyes are on me. I got to push as hard as I can push as hard as I can. And when you do that, like I'm out of breath, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so tired. My muscles are so fatigued, but I keep pushing because I've created a scenario in my head that I forget about what I'm actually doing. And I just, and I just keep pushing. Maybe you have a hard time talking with new people. Maybe you're feeling shy. Maybe, you know, I don't know. But in that scenario, you can say, okay, my challenge to myself today is if I say hi to three new people today, maybe you're going to get uncomfortable, but at least you're, you've gotten more used to putting yourself into that uncomfortable position. Yeah. Wow. You guys have made a lot more comments than I've seen. Hello, everybody. How come I can only see this many? Hello, everybody. Anyways, um, I can see them now, which is great. Um, so yeah, just little things like that. It's little incremental things on purpose. I do it a lot of times in workouts. I know that if something seems scary to me, but feels in my heart like something I need to do or say, then I will tell myself that if I can have the courage to do this thing or say this thing, then I will become stronger mentally because I felt it right in my heart, but it made me nervous. Why? Maybe fear of rejection, maybe fear of uh, being wrong, maybe fear of being judged, which I've learned just happens anyways. So I've kind of let that one go. Um, but it's, I, I said in a workout, if you're like shy, maybe saying, uh, maybe challenging yourself to say hi to three strangers, um, just something that will make you uncomfortable that you do on purpose, just for the purpose of getting more familiar with being uncomfortable. Okay, I wanna go. Tell us how you get uncomfortable. So going the extra mile is one of them. And you guys actually get to see it face to face every day. Like 
We go the extra mile for you guys by showing up for you guys every goddamn day with no expectation. That's just one of the ways that we go the extra mile. Like if you ever received a phone call from Aaron or myself, that's another example of going an extra mile. In the workout, um, how do we go the extra mile? Well, we push harder, um, you know, when shit is hard. Like for example, in today's workout on the first set, um, when it was 10 reps, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start with four, four and two. And then I was at four and I'm like, just push it to five. Um, yep. Just push it to five. Just, just one more. Five. Yeah. Just, just one it. more. Uh, so, so that's an example. Um, going the extra mile. Also for me, something else that I do, can, can we go back to the question real quick? Um, something else that I do to get uncomfortable is for one, I make sure to always set myself up for success by honing in on planning and preparation when it comes to any area of my life so that whenever I have to do something, I'm able to be fully present in it. So now, you know, sometimes I don't feel like doing stuff. I think we're all human and sometimes we have to do stuff that we really just don't feel like doing. Um, but by being present, I can tap into my inner voice and actually have a deeper communication with myself. So sometimes when I don't feel like doing something, you know, I have a conversation with myself and I ask myself, why is it that I don't feel like doing it? And, and really the main reason for me, at least that I don't feel like doing something when that shows up is because it is uncomfortable um, or I'm not really great at it. And maybe it's a little scary and I'm just not really sure. Um, but what I tell myself is that whenever I have this feeling, I lean into it and I do it anyways. So, you know, to answer your question for me, it is going the extra mile. And when I don't feel like doing something, I do it anyways. Can we dive a little deeper into something that you said? Yeah. Sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do. Yeah. Who Every agrees? Day. Every Who agrees? day. Who agrees? Sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do. Now think about this. Do you have to do anything that you don't want to do? No. You don't. It's called choices. So I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this thing. Sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do. And of course, I've never lived out every single scenario of life ever. So can't say this is always true. But I think very often it's true that we don't have to do things that we don't want to do. But what, why we do them is because we don't want the consequence of not doing them. Yes. You don't have to pay your rent. But you don't want to be homeless. So you do. You don't have to go to work, but you want to make money, so you do. Maybe you don't want to go to work, but you choose to because you want to make a dollar dollar bill, y'all. But remember, like, especially in a, a free country, you don't have to do what you don't want to do, but you have to decide what, what's, the, what's the consequence I would like to receive, not what I don't want. What's the consequence I would like to receive? I would like to receive money. Therefore, I will go to work. I will go trade my time for money. I would like to, I would like to lose weight. Therefore, I choose to work out, even if I don't feel like it at the moment. You don't have to work out. You don't have to eat a salad instead of a hamburger. But we make choices to run towards pleasure or away from pain. Every choice, towards pleasure or away from pain. And sometimes, Sarit and I, often, every day, we choose to run into the discomfort because it helps us to do things we don't feel like doing because we want a certain reward mm -hmm. or we want to avoid a certain pain. Mm -hmm. That's all. 
Also, I just, um, I thought about another one. Mm -hmm. And also for me, when, when something challenges me in the moment, I do it. And I was thinking about, um, the, the strength segment of the workout yesterday. Um, and you know, whenever I feel nervous about doing something in the past, I would just stay in my comfort zone in a say in the sense that whatever I know that I'm capable of, I will, I will go for, but if I'm not sure whether what the outcome is going to be, I, in the past, I used to avoid it, but now every time I have this feeling I'm like, shit, how is this going to turn out? I just lean into it. I'm like, just fucking go for it. Like worst case scenario, you're not going to be able to, you know, pick up this weight and, you know, it's going to be a shit show, but you know, because our intention is to get better each and every day, whenever we, whenever we feel challenged, whenever we're facing discomfort, whenever we're facing like fear of some sort, um, you know, we just lean into it and we do it anyways. Why? Because we know that it's going to actually help us get closer to a higher place. I love this concept of lean in for some reason always makes me think of two MMA fighters. So let me paint this picture for you. If you're standing very far away from your opponent, their reach cannot get you. You are too far away. That would symbolize you being extremely far away from what you want to achieve also. As you come closer, you are more at risk of getting punched in the face. So when you reach this certain distance, which is about this far away, fear. Fear lives at this distance away because you can get socked right in your dome. But what happens when Sarit leans in is now I can't hit her because she's, she's too close to me. You ever see them MMA fighters and they just do this? They're like, bitch, don't punch me. <laughs> I'm here. Nobody can punch you if you're embracing. Nothing can punch you. You have to lean in and you have to embrace the struggle and the pain and be like, bitch, you can't get me. I'm here. Yeah. And that's the analogy I always think of when it's like leaning in because you feel so much better after you lean in. It's difficult because why? You're at that distance. You're here. You need to either go away and then forget your goals or you need to lean the fuck in and embrace it. Yeah. That's how you don't get punched. Great question, Lisa. Love it. Become supple like a leopard or a goddamn cheetah. Mm. Okay, next question. Carrie Crabtree. All right, let's go, Carrie. Havard de Grace, if you're trying to pronounce where I live. Oh, Havard de Grace, Maryland. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for the pronunciation help. Oh, and Carrie's here. Okay, my question is, how did you grow to publicly tell your truth when you know it could sadden or hurt people you love? In Dirty Little Secrets, you talked about only living for yourself and being grateful to those who got you here. In All Eggs in One Basket, dude, I think you know the history of espresso episodes better than I do. If you could, um, if you could make an app that's called "There's an Espresso for That," that would be amazing. Um, Sarit, you said intentionally choose the opposite lifestyle of your parents with your mom, who we know you love watching. Mm -hmm. I ask because I dream of being brutally honest with my truths and journey in a book or growth slash self-help page or business. That's awesome. But man, I cannot imagine how some of my loved ones, mom, would take it. I don't know how authors do it. Just lay it all out there unapologetically. Maybe people can relate to balancing their authentic selves with their parents or loved ones who try their best feelings. I love this question so much. So let's like sum that up. How would you sum up this entire question? Basically, how do you live? How do you choose to live an authentic life knowing that, you know, some people that you love 
are are going to be hurt by it. Hurt or disagree uh-huh. or have something to say about uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. That is such a great question. This, this Wow, that was my Instagram post today, I think, on the story. This is really amazing. You go. Uh, you know, you guys... We are here for such a short amount of time. Like literally, if if you live to be, you know, if you live a whole and complete life and you get to be 70 years old, okay, when when you die, I hope that you guys get to live to 100. That's the goal. I hope that you live that a fulfilling is, life. That is 25,000 days. 25,550 days. Like think about it. You're only here for 25,000 thousand and five hundred sunrises and sunsets like there is an expiration date for everything and knowing that the way that I see it with my own life and how I've made every single decision that I made you know in order to continuously to rise above you know I always ask myself like one day I know I'm going to pass how do I want to make the most out of this experience called life. What is most real for me? What is most authentic for me? What gives me the most amount of fulfillment? What gives me the most amount of pleasure? What kind of life I want to leave behind? And knowing that, now I can start reverse engineering. Okay, in order for me to leave behind this life, what life do I now need to lead? And I make my decisions based on that. Um, you know, how you balance your authentic self to lead, to lead that life. I can tell you that it's a continue, it's a continued work in progress. And, you know, you don't just wake up one day and you're like, okay, rise above it all. I mean, yes, every decision that you make, you know, should be in alignment with that life that you want to lead. However, your level of tolerance at the beginning is going to be way lower than, you know, it will be months and years and decades from now. And I will share you, I will share with you this example, like, you know, when Aaron and I have, I went against the grain in, in many ways. For one, like I ended up not going to med school because for me, you know, my master's thesis ended up being self-care is healthcare. I was like, I'm going to go into the fitness industry. Went into the fitness industry, noticed that, you know, like you can train somebody all day, but if they don't know how to take care of their thoughts and, you know, lifestyle habits, then they're still going to be a shit show. Um, and, you know, then we've made the decision to, you know, do our own thing and, and start in purview because there is just such a big gap in, in this industry and things that are unspoken about. But I remember when we started our business, I was just, I, I made a commitment to do everything that I could in my power to rise above. But we are now almost three years later. And, you know, if you were to compare myself now to who I was back then, I will tell you that for me back then, it was so challenging to be authentic because I haven't yet built that tolerance of, I really just don't give a fuck what other people say. Um, and through continued decision-making process, uh, decision-making processes and inserting yourself in certain situations, you start to understand who is your real supporter and who is not a real supporter. And you start to audit relationships and you have a choice of, you know, how much distance do I need to take away from this person? Do I need to completely cut off any contact with that person? Do I need to um, reach up to be like a person that I'm looking looking to be and you know what what mentors um can help me to get to where i want to be and you know really immersing ourselves since day one it doesn't matter what mentor it was with with their teachings and really like whatever we saw that we were attracted to just 
doing everything that we can to just study their teachings and apply it into our lives and going back to the comfort zone thing, regardless of how uncomfortable it felt. Like I remember one of the very first mentors that he had, he's like, you guys, in the age that we live in right now, if you have a message that you want to share, you have to be comfortable with speaking in front of a camera. And you guys, like when I saw a camera, I would literally just freeze. I will, I will not know like what thoughts I had in my head. I would just be like a fucking robot. I was so freaking awkward. And you know, like it was just a continued work in progress. Again, the concept of leaning in. I just, because I was so committed and I had a vision of, you know, what, what life do I want to leave behind? What life do I need to lead? When I felt discomfort, I was like, okay, lean into it. Just fail up, fail up, fail up, fail up, fail up. And the more times you fail up, regardless of how that feels, over time, you start building a tolerance, you know, and started doing like 15 second like stories on Instagram without having to take uh, a take two 10 times um, to, you know, then going for Miss Health and Fitness and being unapologetic about it to, you know, starting this thing called back in the day was Espresso with Sari. And then we added Erin into it because I mean, let's face it, she's really fun. Crystal said, Crystal said to go watch Sarit's story from way back if, if they want to see how far you've come. Yeah, like you guys watch our very first like you, like YouTube um, um, videos. <laughs> I remember that video was taken literally like it was and a we week were... a week after you know I left my full time job and started Improve You. And we were both trying so hard. Yeah. And like, we had a mentor and he's like, okay, you need, you need to share your message as to why you're doing what you're doing. Like nobody knows what improve you is. Nobody knows who you are. More people need to know about you. Share your message. And thank you for sharing that crystal. Yeah, dude, I was fucking awkward. But over time you build this tolerance and every time like, you know, you face a challenge, you're like, lean into it, lean into it, lean into it. And you look back a couple of years later and you're like, shit, I can't believe I used to be like that. You know, um, Carrie, I think that you're, you're a very like emotionally intelligent individual. And I think for you, maybe it comes down to being able to tailor or craft how to open a loving conversation about it with no expectation that they are going to agree with you or be on board with you or want to care or even talk to you again. That's something that you have to be okay with accepting if it becomes the truth. And I want to um, address Teresa Royer. You're awesome. And I want to address mm -hmm. this. Um, because I see where you're coming from, but I, I want to answer this for you. Why don't people just live their lives without feeling they need to explain themselves? Announcing your intentions opens it up for confrontations from people who don't agree. Is announcing your life intentions, whether it's related to your relationship, career, etc., just a search for validation or reaching out to find others who feel the same? If we had not, if we don't express our intentions, would you guys continue showing up? If we don't get confrontational, not necessarily confrontational on purpose, but just speaking an honest truth. Do we reach the people who really need to hear it? So it depends, depends on what you would like to get out of it. And I love the question at the end, is it, is it a search for validation or is it trying to find people who think the same way? We tell you guys all the time, our intention is to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition and lifestyle habits that have transformed ours. And like so many of you could probably recite that to us because you've heard it so many times. We also say a lot of truths that are very difficult for people to hear initially, especially if you know it is the truth for you and you know we're right and, it, and you know that you need to change it and you wanna change it, but you've had a hard time changing it and it stings. Some people get extremely offended. Some people get extremely hurt, but even more people are extremely inspired 
So it depends on who you are, what message you're sharing and where it's coming from and what the intention is behind it. Because for us, I will keep sharing my intention, not because I need to be validated, but because we have millions of people who need help. And if they don't know why we're here, then we can't help them. So now in a case where you're wanting to inspire, you're wanting to use your story or your mess as your message, wanting to write a book. People don't write a book because for no reason, writing a book is hard. Yeah. That's why I haven't done it yet. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, we, we are limited. On there's, the there's, it's, it's a matter of prioritization and it's just not at the top yet. So it's, it's like you, if, if you're wanting to write a book, a memoir, a blog, a journal, a something, it's because either sharing your message helps heal you or because you're wanting to inspire other people through that healing of you. You think that you have something valuable that people can benefit from that you want to put out there into the universe. And what happens when you are so authentic and raw and you share your stories and you're vulnerable is that it gives people permission to not be perfect. It lets people know you're not alone. When I say that I'm struggling with something and it's scary to admit and it takes courage and it makes me vulnerable, which means I am in a position to be attacked or harmed, vulnerability, then other people can relate. If I pretend like I'm perfect, if I never explain myself, if I never um, tell you what the struggle is and how I'm going to be courageous and live into my full truth, then people can't relate to me because they're not perfect like me. So to show your imperfections, to show how you are different, maybe you're going against the grain, which could be contra confrontational or polarizing. Then what happens is maybe, yeah, you're going to polarize, which means some people are going to pull away from you because they don't agree. They don't like it. They don't like how you said it. They don't like what you said. They don't like whatever. Maybe they're, maybe they're envious and they wish they had the courage to do what you're doing, but they're not. So they're just going to be mad at you instead because it makes them feel better. That's one side, polarization. The other side is the people who are like, oh my God, this is my person. And you can really have a major impact on their lives. That's why we are unapologetic in what we say. We might say some things are not politically correct, but do the best with what you know. And when you know better, do better. My Angela, right? Yeah. And it might offend some people or you might hurt somebody. Okay. If your intentions are pure... And your heart is in it to help and inspire and motivate and create positive change. Can you be wrong? Carrie, I would, in order to help you define your truth, you know, I would ask you, why do you want to do this? When you're clear on why is it important to you and why you want to lead a certain kind of life, you now make logical decisions that are aligned with your highest potential, not with what's more comfortable in the moment. You guys, the reason why we intentionally take ourselves outside of our comfort zone each and every day is because we are being taken out of our comfort zone, whether we like it or not, each and every day. So we just prepare for these situations by doing it for ourselves. And then that becomes the new normal. Because you guys, going against the grain is hard. It's challenging. You're going to have lots of naysayers. You're going to have a lot of doubters. There's going to be days where you ask yourself, you know, is it even worth it? But if you're very clear, crystal clear, then you already know the answer. And therefore, it is not about the instant gratification. Nobody who wants to make a massive impact goes into it because of comfort. It's because they are connected with their higher power and their higher power told them to do so. So they choose to lead a life being a servant. Because here's the thing, you guys. Anybody who wants to be a master at any craft, you have to be a servant for a really, really long time. And if you've been a servant, 
if you've served people well for a long enough time period and you've served enough people, then you can call yourself a master. It don't matter what your degree says on the wall. None of that shit matters. Your commitments day in and day out matter. And that's why we always say, like, it doesn't matter what situation you're going through. If you are clear on what it is that you want to achieve, anything is possible. It's not going to happen overnight. And you're going to have to be okay taking the punches because punches are going to come at you from all directions every day. So what we do is we, we just choose to put ourselves in the ring so that you know, when it's time to show up, we're like, okay, I know I'm going to take the punches. So at least I know how to punch back. Yeah. You'll get punched. You'll get punched. And I also like going back to Teresa, I hope that was helpful. Not everybody wants to be like, wants to share their story has like, you know, um, esoteric dreams to like help make a transformation in a lot of people. And that's okay. That's not for everybody. If every person were out to do that, um, none of us would be like unique in what we're good at, right? So you got to do you, but that is, that is the, the beauty in those who want to get vulnerable and share their intentions and their stories to help other people. So now Carrie said, I think that what I'm hearing from you both is that it's about me and the mission to help, to bring light, to common truths, to bring people who need the growth to when the intention is to help and to be true. So be the consequences, good and bad. Thank you both for sharing so much. Carrie, this is the last thing I want to say on this is that, um, your life, my life, what's the difference? Who's living it? Your mom's life, your life. What's the difference? Who's living it? Who goes to sleep with you and wakes up in the morning with you every single day? Mm -hmm. That is the person whose ideas, whose thoughts, whose dreams, whose wishes, whose desires matter the most because you are the only one guaranteed to go to sleep with yourself at night. And if you have the pleasure waking up with yourself the next morning mm -hmm. and it's difficult. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, just do it. Like it's not a big deal. It's hard all the time. It's hard, but you learn to get along with the hard. It's like going back to the last question, you know? So yeah. And what Hillary said was true too. Maybe you underestimate your mom. She might appreciate her truth. Most people will disagree with you. Nay say you not have your back until you're successful. Then they will say, I always believed in you. Mm -hmm. I always believed in you. I, I knew you were made for whatever. This is such a good conversation. And honestly, you guys, this is to go back to, to ENS Live. You know, the best way in life to get out of your own current pattern is to, one, put yourself in a new environment, and two, in, if you can, insert yourself in an environment that will help you to think bigger and bolder and in an authentic way, because that is going to give you permission to make the right decision, the right and the difficult decisions that you need to take in order to propel yourself up. Because when we live in our home, you guys, we get consumed. We get consumed by comfort, by the mundane, by other people's opinion. And when you, for one, leave your current environment that, you know, is full of glory and baggage at the same time. But when you leave it, you, you now go into a new environment with a fresh mind. Now, if you go with a fresh mind into an environment that can also set yourself up for success now, that is a game changer. So for anybody who's coming to ENS Live, like for one, we're super happy and grateful. Um, we know all of you guys. Um, and, you know, though we've had the honor and pleasure to already make a positive impact on you, like what this event is going to do is that it's going to literally like 10x everything that you've already done because it's going to physically, mentally, and emotionally put yourself outside of your own way. When you're in your home, you're still in your own way. But when you're outside of your, your home, you're out of your own way. 
So to make decisions that will keep you on the right path and or put you on the right path or elevate you on the right path is a lot simpler. You guys got to keep putting yourself in front of people who will believe in you, who will share. Um, Carrie, what did you just say? Thank you so much. This has been very uh, motivating, moving and very powerful. I needed to borrow some perspective. Yes. The more you put yourself around people who understand you, who get you, who can speak into the things that you're having a hard time with, you keep a sense of motivation and inspiration because those are not, um, they fatigue. Motivation and inspiration fatigue. So the more you can keep putting yourself in front of those of you who are going to ENS Live, that is a decision that you made to put yourself physically in the presence of somebody who fucking believes in you, somebody who's going to inspire the shit out of you, keep you motivated, and not just those things, those are great, like woohoo, but also leave you with something that you can go home and continue to feel motivated about. Then it is your responsibility to continue to put yourself in front of people or around people or absorb the energy from other people who have been where you are and succeeded in the way that you want to succeed. Mm-hmm. And Hillary, uh, no, it wasn't Hillary. It was uh, Pamela Hicks said something amazing. Um, people don't, where is it at? People don't want to be with you while you're struggling to get successful because your discomfort makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but then when you win, they're your biggest fan. They want to hang out with you. Oh, now you got money. Ooh, now we can be friends. Ooh, let me go on your boat. Ooh, let me... and it's like, but in the beginning, where the fuck were you? Summertime. Why don't you come out to a barbecue? Sorry, grinding. Saturday. Why don't you come out? Sorry, grinding. Yeah, but then it's like, oh, why don't you just live a little? Like, even if they care, even if they think that they really care, their comments don't. Pay more attention to what people do than what they say. I see you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you guys, really, that is why we are so relentless in, you know, showing up for you guys and, and building this community brick by brick. Because when you guys all encourage one another and think that way, imagine how much simpler it is to get out of your current way and put yourself on the right path. It becomes the new standard. And man, that is a breath of fresh air. You will find the people. If you are living into your authentic self and your truth in your life and doing it the way you decide to. This is the book of Dana, the book of Daniela, the book of Daisy, the book of Samantha, the book of Shauna, the book of Jillian, the book of Carrie. Nobody else has the right to write your book. So you grab the pen out of their hand and break it and throw it away. You get to write your book and they don't have to read it if they don't want to. Imagine this, imagine this. But when it's a number one bestseller, they're gonna wanna read it. And they're going to have to pay for it. (laughs) So good. So good. So good. So good. And so true, you guys. Uh, You know, like imagine if, if your life was a book. And let's say if you were to live to be seven years old, going back to 25,550 pages. Seven chapters. Every day comes a new opportunity. Every day, there, it, like you open up a new page. Now, what you write in the page is up to you. You could either write, sorry, didn't have anything to write, went for mediocrity instead. Ooh. Turn the page. Sorry, didn't have anything good to write, went for mediocrity instead. Versus, today was a fucking shit show. I did this and this and that, and I chose to do blah, 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 blah. And this and that happened and that and that happened. Now you have a story to share. So my point for sharing this with you guys is that when you give yourself permission to be authentically you, yes, 
challenges are going to be just a part of it. But at least you'll have something good to write about it. And going back to any, any like New York Times bestseller that you think about. Like they all have an epic story because they went against the grain. And nobody wants to read a book that is seven pages long that says the same thing on every page. It's like those dumbass songs. This is an opinion. Somebody else may like a song that says the same goddamn thing over and over and over again. But I do not. I say, Alexa, next. Everybody's Alexas are going off right now. <laughs> it's my favorite. Because it's, it, 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 there's, there's nothing I can relate to. It's the same thing, every page. Next, the first book that I read that was like, holy shit, I cannot believe how like just upfront and forward about this person's life they are being. I don't remember who wrote the book. And I think I was in like eighth grade, which I don't know if I should have been reading this book in eighth grade. I'm not sure if it turned me on uh, because there was a lot of like sex talk. It's like a person going through real life and it's like a diary. And what I took away the most from that book is the vulnerability, the openness. It's called Go Ask Alice. I don't, I haven't read it for 20 years. They're now all going to read it. You might, I know. You no, might as well add it to the book list. You guys, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what is in there, what I read, but what I took away from that book, and I was probably like 13 or something. <laughs> what I took away from that book, one of my friends was reading it. She's like, oh my God, you have to read this. It's like really juicy. And I was like, okay, 13, right? But what I remember taking away from that book is, oh my God, like, I can't believe she, can't believe this is written in this book. Like, who would write about that? You let know, like, read, I want to be able to Let me read this. some more. <laughs> yeah, well, I couldn't put it down because it's I was almost like, like it's candy. So, it's like, I know it's, it's such real it's life. It's such real life. It's crazy. I don't even remember what that book is about. I just remember it was like a diary. Dana said, go ask Alice is awesome. Okay, somebody else has read it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, you're polarizing when you're vulnerable. Some people are going to be extremely uncomfortable when they see you crying on a camera. Oh my God. What are they crying about? Ooh, this makes me uncomfortable. And then they leave. Some people are going to stick around and be like, holy shit, something's really going on here. Wow. Oh my God. I'm not alone. Wow. I can relate to that completely. Wow. Let me keep listening. Oh my gosh. Wow. Me too. And then this happens. Some people are going to be here, but be so focused on you writing your own book that you can't hear it. I can't hear you. What? Like when you're a kid and, you're, and your sibling says something annoying. I can't hear you. La, 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 la. <laughs> That's how I feel. What? What'd you say? Stacy? I hope you caught that. <laughs> Are you 12? Yeah, but anyways, write your own book. Write your own book and be so focused on it that, you know, you can be respectful. You can be respectful. Always be respectful. And caring, Always. And caring of the people who are doing this because they've got their own thing going on and I feel sad. I feel sad for whatever thing is going on in them that makes them think that they have a right to tell me how to live my life. Most of the time, it's because you're doing something that makes them feel uncomfortable. Always be respectful, but that doesn't mean that you need to be apologetic. Yes. You don't need to be an asshole, but you don't need to apologize for being you. Yeah. Gosh, today's conversation was so good. I Woo! love the questions that you guys have been asking lately. Like, can really feel how this community is evolving. And I got to tell you guys, it's, it's inspiring. You really inspire us. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, for yeah. today's questions. I'm like, we already went, what, 30 minutes on each question? Yeah. Um, all right, you guys, you're amazing. Do we have um, any housekeeping for them? Just one, one more Ask. open space for ENS Live, you guys. If you found value in today's conversation, if this is pulling you, imagine what happens when you get pulled in a high-frequency environment with like-minded people who have similar goals and dreams and are immersing yourself in an environment with people who 
want to pull you up and challenge you to be your most authentic, best version of yourself. That is our intention. And Stacy just dropped uh, in the comments the link to our YouTube channel. You guys, if, if you can do any one thing for us that would fill our hearts right now is to go and subscribe to that YouTube channel because what that does is it shows our videos to more people who are watching similar videos and may have interest. And if we can help as a team with you guys involved to grow this mission to transform the lives of millions, then please help us out simply by taking 60 seconds to go and subscribe to that YouTube channel. It's not 60, it's six. Six seconds. And to also just share a video that was powerful for you, text it to your BFF or your mom or your friend. Carrie, maybe your mom needs to hear some of these, I don't know. Um, but I know that one of the most powerful ways that people have mended and, and made better um, difficult relationships is by having those people watch these videos as well. Because then they're getting the same message and you're not the one that has to share it. So. You guys are radical, radical, or radical. Or Carrie, you can have your mom just enter our community. I mean, my mom's doing it. And she's now supporting it. You know, every day she's, she's scared for me and, you know, because it's all unknown. But when you know you and when you can trust you, you know that it doesn't matter how challenging something is. That shit's going to get done. Samantha said, are you guys going to have a clubhouse for Android? Like, it's our decision. Clubhouse is an app. Um, in the app store, it's not our app. And right now they only have it's, it for Apple. Clubhouse is an iPhone thing. For now. I think they're going to have it on Android, but I, I'm not sure when. That's not an us thing. Um, but yes, you guys go and have yourselves a beautiful day. Thank you for joining us and share the love. Chat with some some new humans today. Say hi to somebody. Get outside your comfort zone and be truly, fully, 100% authentically and unapologetically you. We'll see you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. And remember... Life is more fun when you subscribe to Aaron and Sarit.